And in my spare time, I got a 3D printer and I started to tinker with robots in the hackerspace. Uh, also in my own home. I decided that it was easier to just do it in my own home than going every day to the hackerspace because that will accelerate things. And since I, I got a, myself a 3D printer, that was like the moment that I, I could I really develop the robot to the maximum extent. Welcome to Kids Lab, a podcast for parents, educators, and everybody interested in STEAM education. Today on the show, we're talking to Camillo Para Palacio, the founder of Auto DIY. It's all about 3D printable robot components and project kits to take your STEAM learning to the next levels. So Camilo is a product design engineer and the founder of Auto DIY. He's a designer by profession, roboticist, and a 3D printing enthusiast by passion. Born in Colombia, a drive for adventure and pursuing his dreams took him to China in 2014. While working in Shanghai for a multinational inflatable toy manufacturer, he wandered up on the very first hackerspace in China. There he started playing, learning and experimenting with do-it-yourself robots. At that time, DIY robots were only accessible to professionals and not well known to the general public. After coming up short with finding an easy-to-make robot for all ages, he realized what he needed to do. Bring to the market an open-source robot that anyone can make. He bought a 3D printer and in a couple of months the iconic shape of Otto was made functional. Since then, thousands of people started using Otto all around the world due to its simple do-it-yourself home assembly attributes. Otto DIY is headquartered in the Czech Republic, the center of Europe, where the term robot and the best open source 3D printer was created. Thanks to Otto DIY open source nature, it has become one of the most popular 3D printable robot designs in the world. And by the way, Otto is the first ever open source hardware certified project from the Czech Republic. So please be sure to visit kidslab.dev to check out how Otto robots look like. There are so many variations, it's really worth watching. And of course, kidslab.dev is also the place for extra show notes and links. Again, that's kidslab.dev. Okay, welcome Camilo. Happy to have you on the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for the invitation. Very cool. I'm super glad you can be here. So we've heard part of the history of Otto in the intro, but I think it is really such a fascinating story that I need to hear it again from yourself. So can you please tell us how you started Otto? Yeah, that's a very nice question. I always like to tell the story of how Otto started. But like for me, it's also difficult because, I mean, either I tell the short story or the long story. If you <laughs> want to know the long story, I have to start when I was a child, you know, when I was like tinkering with uh, my own toys, even the new ones that my dad bought to me. And I just like disassembled them to get the electronics or to learn how they were inside. And then my dad was angry because like, how come I disassembled the whole new toy, you know, <laughs> things like that. I mean, but like um, if I go to the short one is like it was me in my home i was living in shanghai at that moment i was working for a company as a industrial designer and in my spare time i got a 3d printer and i started to tinker with robots in the hackerspace 
uh, also in my own home. I decided that it was easier to just do it in my own home than going every day to the hackerspace because that will accelerate things. And since I, I got a, myself a 3D printer, that was like the moment that I, I could I really develop the robot to the maximum extent. But uh, I had previous robots uh, similar uh, to Otto, uh, previous projects that lead to Otto. So I cannot say like out of a sudden, I just imagine Otto, you know, you know it's like a, a progress of multiple iterations of robots, which is basically what is now Otto is still. Otto is still on constant innovation and iteration. Um, Camilo, can you walk us through the typical process of building an Otto robot so from the beginning to the end and no, until it's kind of dancing on the table? Yeah, so like you say building and I have to make a, a correction there. I have to make something clear and is that we... From the beginning, we realized that since the project is 3D printable, we have to make two types of kits, uh, maker kits and builder kits. So like if we want somebody to just build right away, then that person needs a builder kit. A builder kit basically has all the parts, including the 3D printed parts in one kit. So like they don't need to 3D print or spend time 3D printing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the process is different, of course, because if you have the maker kit, then the first step is to get the files from our open repository, uh, our free documentation, open source, and then you get the STL files and export the G code to your printer. Wait about uh, eight to 10 hours. It takes more or less to print one auto set of parts. And then you combine it with the electronic parts that comes in the maker kit. Now that's where, where the maker kit and the builder kit come together and you start the builder part which is uh, thanks to the instruction manuals that we also created, uh, video tutorials and so on. The, that takes around like one or two hours. You just follow step by step, very similar to building a Lego. And uh, of course, it has the complexities of the electronic parts that we want to teach and the mechanicals of, of the robots. Uh, so you first build it, then you have to put the first code. So the idea is that you put the first code. Many of the confusions, many people think that the robot is going to work immediately. So like out of the shelf, it doesn't. Sometimes we prepare workshops where we upload some sort of like sample code for auto to dance. And, and it's fun because people can see it dancing immediately once they build it. But we prefer like, because it's part of the process of learning that uh, to, yeah, you you build you just build your first robot now you're gonna program your first robot so like it's the whole experience into one package yeah i think that's really very cool because it involves so many different parts right i mean if you want you can get into 3d printing then you have to build something with your hands right then you have to code something with the arduino IDE, for example so it's a really very flexible project i must say so when it comes to Doing this with children, um, what do you think can parents and maybe teachers do to prepare such a project to keep the kids engaged? I mean, you just spoke about the 3D printing part. If you want to 3D print, it takes about eight to 10 hours, right? Would you, for example, recommend to start with the parts 3D printed and also with the software, for example? Yes, yes. If someone doesn't have experience with 3D printer, even though they can technically buy a 3D printer and make an auto like I basically did. The first thing that I started to print when I got the pre-printer was the, the the robot design that I was working on. And in a couple of months, I managed to make one. 
but it's important that uh, first try to learn the other parts separately. So the builder kit, that's where it comes into place because it helps people to first get into the building and coding part if they don't have experience with 3D painting. If you like challenges like me, then you take the whole package as as, as it is, you know. Many people actually do it. Like uh, the, the kits that we sold the most are the maker kits. So it really all depends also on the, the capabilities of the kids, I guess, right? If they're, if they can stay engaged and focus, basically. Otherwise, you can still focus on a part of the project, for example, which is cool. Yeah, exactly. One thing that we always recommend and insist is like, please start with the basic auto because maybe you have seen our website. We have multiple kinds of photos and some of them are really cool and can do a lot of stuff. But if you're a beginner and you jump right away, for example, to the humanoid that has, is, is an auto robot that has arms and it has like an LED mouth, it can express some emotions and even has additional sensors. If you're a beginner, it's a lot to digest, you know? So like it's better to start with the simple one that it doesn't even have Bluetooth, that is just like the basic dancing robots that everybody liked from the start of the project. So start with that one. And then you can either just print the additional parts you need to make the other one or just make another robot. I mean, it's it's pretty affordable anyways. <laughs> so if someone wanted to get into 3D printing and Otto is really the perfect project for that because as, as you mentioned, right, there are so many variations of robots. I mean, start with the basic one, but then you have an endless uh, array of robots to print. If you wanted to give a recommendation for a 3D printer, which one would it be? Yeah, that's a good question. So like, I, I, I am not tied to any brand. <laughs> so I really, I, I can be, I can give you a very good opinion, even though like, uh, I am now in the Czech Republic and I do like, for example, the, the, the company Prusa that makes really good open source, uh, air, um, machines, printers. Um, uh, I actually got one and, uh, my experience is similar to other ones that I got. I was actually expecting like, like much better results, but it seems like the same troubleshooting you have in, in, in all the 3D printer world. So like as long as it's a printer that is not too cheap, neither too expensive, neither too big, I think it's a good place to start. It really doesn't matter if like, of course, there are some brands that are better. If you are in Europe, I, I think that it makes sense to buy printers that are made in Europe, right? But if you are in the US, I think you can also support Like th there are other brands there. So like, because the import costs are like really a travel. So the same, like if you are in South America, for example, like, uh, where I come from, like I see companies uh, making 3D printers. So I, it makes more sense to support the local uh, economy by buying printers that people is making based on open source designs or even creating their own. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense to have a, a, a community around you, right? That maybe speaks your language and also for spare parts, if you should need some, um, to, to get this locally. So when you build a robot such as Otto, um, what do you think are the key learnings that everyone will have? So, you know, what, what will the kids learn? Uh, what are the different sciences to learn about? Yeah. So like the good thing about robotics is like, if you think about like the whole thing, It's, you learn multiple things. I divide, we divide it in three things. You learn engineering. When you build it, you learn all the mechanical things, how are they connected and, and even how the, the pieces interact with each other, the motors, you know, uh, you learn about electronics 
you learn about coding and even design. So like that's that's one thing that is very exclusive of our project that we push a lot and is the design part. Because of my design background, I see the importance of design. Uh, at the beginning, when I was trying to to design robots, uh, for me as a industrial designer without a robotics background, it was really hard. So like I learned that uh, once you have the right materials in front of you, uh, and you understand the basics, you can actually design your own robot. And that's why we promote a lot in the community. And that's why you see a lot of designs of new robots by people that not necessarily are engineers, right? So like we, we push a lot that and, and we are expanding to even more things that you can learn. Now we are even exploring uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning. So, and you mentioned the community now a couple of times also when it comes to reprinting, right? I think it's a super important fact because if something goes wrong, the community is here to help. And I think the auto community is really, really also very big. So, can you tell us a, a couple of details about the community, like how many designs were made and what, what's, what's special for you about the auto community? Yeah, so the community, we have like just in, in, in the Facebook group, we have more than 4,000 members. Uh, but we have received like subscription in our website for more than 12,000 people, like, or five, I think now it's in 15. Um, we have seen people from everywhere in the world. And I think that this is the, the special part. I don't know if all communities are like that, but more than 70 different kinds of countries, we have seen people around our community. And what is also very special is that the people is not necessarily, uh, like in one expertise, like, It's not only engineers, it's not only programmers, it's not only teachers, it's just a diverse uh, amount of people, like very professional in their own areas that combine together, like robotics, you know, you have different areas and the same happens with, with our community. You see people from all different industries coming together and that's really good. Yeah, I think I really have to agree with you. It's an amazing community and uh, there's someone to help you basically, right? If you have a problem, which is amazing. So the, the basic auto has four servos. And by the way, uh, I didn't start with the basic one. I, I built one of these humanoids that you mentioned. Uh -huh. And I think it has eight, right? Or something like that. Yeah, six. And I yeah. also built, I didn't build the normal humanoid version. I built the microbit humanoid version. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was an interesting experience, but I, I made it through and it, and it works. It's amazing. Um, but controlling these servos if in, in plain Arduino code, that can be a bit challenging, right? And I think that's where Autoblockly comes in and also the Auto app that is available. So let's maybe talk about Autoblockly first. It's a block-based programming language to program Auto. Um, what is it all about? Well, that's a good question because Autoblock is actually very recent development that we made. Uh, I also don't have a software background. So last year I spent like, I think it, half of the year just developing this uh, together with the help of some actually member of the community that without that it wouldn't have been possible so i was trying to find some open source um, software that we could use to program auto with block place programming so before we used to have like extensions based on third-party software like like M make block mbot you know like all, all the other brands but then they were like changing for the example, the version, 
So when they make the version, then we couldn't use our extension anymore. So then that created a new like, no, we need to have our own software and then we can have control over it and even simplify much more the coding experience to the point that in a matter of seconds, you can create a code. I mean, before you had to like, oh no, first I opened the code. Okay, I need to select this board, select this USB. Oh, the libraries, I forgot the libraries. You know, all of those steps in Arduino IDE, which you have to learn eventually, but we make the ladder a little bit more smoother for the learning there. Uh, yeah, the basic one has four servos. Uh, I maybe forgot to mention, but we have like more than 100 remixes that we have seen around in the community. And this is only also the official ones because like everything in, in internet, I mean, you have people that maybe check on your community and maybe they just don't subscribe or people that share uh, auto remixes in different platforms like Thingiverse, you know, like if you just check Thingiverse and you start to check like what are the remixes made from the first STL files that I uploaded, there's probably even more. But like, so what we try to find out is is, is to create this auto-blocking platform where you can con uh, program any of these robots, any of them, or even another project that is based on Arduino. So like if you have Arduino Uno or, or Arduino Leonardo or Arduino Nano project, you can still use our Blockly, which is something that many people uh, don't realize. But like, yeah, I, I, sometimes I experiment with other types of projects and, and teach other things apart from auto or robots using the same auto blocker because it makes the things much easier and simple. Mm -hmm. Super cool. And I also mentioned that there's an app available for iOS and Android, I believe, and that can be used to control auto too. So what's what's required in terms of um, the robot kit that you need to buy to to establish, I guess, a Bluetooth connection in this case? Yeah, it's a little bit tricky sometimes since like uh, some cell phones sometimes have problems with these devices. But like we also last year uh, make the hard work of make an official app for both iOS and Android. So like you can find it in the Google Play Store, in the Apple Store, right? Uh, you just need a, a Bluetooth module, like depending on, on the device you have. So right now, like we provide a BLE module that is both compatible also with Android and iOS. But many, uh, if you if you're doing the robot by yourself, you need to make sure you get a Bluetooth that is compatible with your device. Otherwise, it's not going to work. So that's the tricky part. But that's why in our kits, we try to we, we provide always the, the necessary parts to achieve that. Uh, in our kits from the Auto Plus, you have the, the Bluetooth module, but we also sell separately. If you, for example, got the, the very uh, affordable maker kit and you decide like you want to now control it with app, then you can get it like later. I would assume that a lot of fab labs are using auto for workshops because it's just really the perfect uh, project, I would say, for a fab lab. So what is the best way to find local auto enthusiasts like around Munich, for example? What, what, which place would you recommend to go to? Yeah, so like, I recommend always like asking the communities like uh or or just ask us directly and we can sometimes have contacts with some of those uh fab labs or makerspaces and hackerspaces actually the, the first time i i made a a workshop was in shanghai in one hackerspace so in the nature of of the robot is is to be in a workshop because it's where people can really gather together and build robots together um 
But uh, now with the situation, uh, you know, it's a little bit difficult. So now we are like switching to online workshops even when, where we like do live sessions and we build robots together. We already did even a, a virtual maker fair. Uh, we did a, a couple of events that we do it uh, all online and we are preparing a new platform even to like have lessons and courses around all of these uh, topics in robotics and design and even more to to have available for people to learn online. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So I, I must just, uh, I'm just thinking, maybe I was expecting the Corona pandemic to be over already when I was writing the question, but, uh, <laughs> but you have a good answer actually, right? So it makes actually a lot more sense to do these events virtually. And then it doesn't really matter where you are actually, which is great. So by now, everybody can also sell auto robots. And I think there's uh, something called the inventor program, the distributor program and the producer program. Can you quickly outline what each of these means and uh, how you can engage with these? Uh, so the inventor program is something new this year. Last year, we did a challenge, which was the auto remix challenge. And that one was just like people uh, submit their like cool creations of photos. And we gave our, gave away 3D printer, our kids. We, we, we gave away so many prizes, like five different uh, prizes for, for the best ones. People were very happy with that one. But then we find out that maybe... Some people can become an inventor. So inventor is, is more related to, to making a business. So you invent something that you sell. And that's why we wanted to have this platform in our store for inventors out there to create their own robots and we sell together and they, they earn royalties from that. So that one we just pilot and we are selecting the winner of, of this year. And we are going to be posting his design in our store for people to buy and a percentage of the sales will go directly to the inventor. So that's the inventor program. The distributor program as an open source company, yeah, people like can sell their robot, like technically, but uh, if they want to use our brand, then they uh, have to contact us because the brand is something different. It's a trademark that is registered uh, around the world in US and in Europe. So like distributor, you just uh, get kits from our from ourselves directly a much lower price so you can still make profit but a producer program is connected to the brand so like if you want to make autos and sell with our auto diy brand and logo uh, you have to pay us a like a royalties from every sale you make now like the good thing is that we give all the support to the producers not only in the graphic design marketing we help them like really uh, produce and sell in their own countries because we want to like have this distribution manufacturing approach where people everywhere in the world can produce and and it can be a much faster way to uh, divulge all the project around the world like it, it, actually people do it now in a very informal way but we just wanted to have it like a, in a more formal way uh, like still have the community like grow together instead of spread out in a very disorganized way. So we wanted just to put some order there to like make people like more official. And that actually helps a lot the communities, not so much ourselves because our, the royalties are actually very low. And sometimes like it doesn't really even cover all the time that we spend to make sure that people uh, can be a producer of robot kits and distribute in their country. 
Cool. Thank you so much for explaining all these. So when it comes to the future, what do you think is next for you? Do you have any plans that you want to share around Otto? Yeah. So the immediate plan, I mentioned a little bit, but I didn't say how it's called. It's about the online courses and lessons we are preparing. So it was something that before, like way up, like from the beginning of the project, we were already like thinking about like this needs to be educational because education is the future. So like, uh, we just didn't put it together. So now we are putting it together in this online platform, uh, a learning managers, management system that we call Auto Academy. So Auto Academy is going to be the next big thing for Auto because we are putting together all this knowledge for almost four years around robotics, education, STEM, you know, science, technology, engineering, design, right? And now we are even incorporating artificial intelligence, which is the new thing. So like we have a new platform called Auto Scratch AI. And it's, it's similar to Auto Blockly, but this one is online and you can even program your auto. You can even play with your auto via Bluetooth. So like before you needed to connect it with the USB, this one is like you just access the, the, the website directly. You can connect it. Now this is. Not so different from using Autoblockly, right? The difference there is that now we are connected with artificial intelligence. How? We have uh, a series of servers that we are like renting that have these capabilities of doing uh, calculations with machine learning. So one of them is uh, Watson from IBM. And basically we can do interactions like, for example, uh, the computer recognize my voice and I can tell like, oh, Otto, you are very nice. And then that is sent to the cloud where it processes with all these algorithms and that can create an emotion to the robot. So the robot will uh, express happiness, for example. Wow. So like, that's like, it's not like embed in the robot because you need the computer and you need to be connected on, uh, on the internet to access this. But we believe that this is a very good way to teach artificial intelligence and how, mm-hmm. how it works because, uh, it will be the same affordable robot, but with the power of artificial intelligence. This sounds really, really exciting. And I look forward uh, to putting a link into the show notes to the Academy and, and also to all the other things that you just mentioned. Um, Camilo, thank you so much for this interview. I think it was really cool to talk to you and all the best for the future. Thanks. Thanks to you. My pleasure. And see you next time. If you own a 3D printer, Auto DIY is the way to go for having educational fun with your kids. But of course, they also sell kits with all parts included that are a lot of fun. Head over to kidslab.dev to check out the show notes with all the links of this episode. And of course, don't forget to subscribe now if you don't want to miss a future one. Next, I'm talking to Raphael Hostetler, the guardian and project lead of Roboy, a very exciting robotics project. We're talking about a book project called Roboy and Lucy that teaches kids about robotics and helps us all understand autism a bit better. <music>